Cuphead and all hope listeners, you're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi folks, Old Man Grognard here, early, early Monday morning, and I hope you're going to have a great day. I predict you are going to have a great day. Okay, first off, we have a voicemail from John over at Red Dice Diaries. John, you have the floor. Hi, Glenn. Enjoyed the latest episode. It's John from Red Dice Diaries. Just wanted to say that I do agree that some of the bells and whistles are pretty cool when it comes to being a player in 5th edition, but personally, I tend to find them a little bit bewildering. Certainly when you get to higher levels, there's just so many like ridiculous lists of abilities and powers you have i'd far rather have a much smaller list that i can be a bit more creative with and sort of try oddball and like off the wall things and have to scroll through a list of massive abilities anyway keep up the good work man and i'll see you soon thank you john yeah i'm glad you enjoyed that i you know uh, one thing that bothers me (laughs) only one thing that bothers me about fifth edition uh the one thing that bothers me is i played I'm getting ready to wrap up my second campaign as a player, and there are still roles that I have to ask how to do. And it feels really awkward to me because they do the, they ask me for what's your passive perception? Okay, that's an easy one. I feel uncomfortable doing any kind of saving throw because the saving throws and the stat rolls seem to blend into each other and I saw I just roll the die okay my you want that kind of saving throw and I can't figure out the pluses on my sheet can I add this or that the other thing and I just like oh please roll high and just roll the dice <laughs> because everything is rolling high in fifth edition so I kind of I'm still feel I still feel a bit like a newbie with 5th edition, personally, I don't think I'm ever going to get comfortable with the way it works. At, at least not comfortable enough to run it. That's why I won't. That's one of the reasons why I won't run it. Uh, maybe it's maybe it's because I the older ones are too ingrained in my head. I don't know, but I will always bounce back to those if I'm running something. But that's neither here nor there. Okay, what I want to talk about today is equipment. That's one of the things to me that takes the longest in character creation. Aside from, oh, what kind of armor can I get? What's good armor? That that's that, Actually, that's kind of simple. But doing the equipment, that's in the early days, that's what's like, okay, here's the equipment list. What do I want? Got to make sure I got everything. Got to make sure I got enough gold for everything. I hand wave it. You say, whatever you want, it's on me the first time. Just pick what you want and don't get ridiculous about it. I'm not going to let you carry a whole general store with you. As long as it's reasonable, fine, pick it. But it still takes a while because people go through over equipment lists. I mean, it's not bad as choosing magic for a magic user. That can get kind of ridiculous. But the equipment thing, nowadays, I'm just like, nowadays, I just deal with it this way. Okay, we'll start the game. Pick your equipment. Just listen to me what I'm saying and finish your character, pick your equipment. Also, 
this is what I've always wanted, this is what I always like, are Adventurer's Packs. Adventurer's Packs save you a lot of time going into a game for, for getting equipment. Because it's a basic pack, it has a basic set amount of money. If I don't want to, like I said, if I don't want to fool with the money, okay, so, okay, pick one. Anything else extra, you got to buy, but pick one. So you have Adventuring Pack A, B, C. There was an article in Dragon. I can't remember which issue right now. Isn't that typical of this show? I can't remember a damn thing. But there's an article in Dragon for basic D&D about Adventurer's Packs. And it was really nice. It was so nice that when I was in the Saturday game with my Saturday game with Matt, before he started running Mythgarther exclusively, he was running Rule Cyclopedia and he had the PDF and he managed to get hold of an actual copy, but he took the PDF and he learned he on Dragon's Foot, some guy showed how to bind books, you know, just for use. And he printed out the PDF bought three copies and bound them. And we called that our working copies. He liked it so much, he copied that article off my PDF and put it in the book, in the equipment section. So characters can go, okay, you're a monk. Here's a, here's a monk pack or a couple of monk packs that will have the basics of what you need. And it costs X amount of gold pieces. It's usually pretty cheap, no more than like 30 for those, even less. But okay, what do you want to give them in the basic pack? Here's what you want to give them. A backpack, of course. you got to have something to carry it around with. Carry around with. So many torches. Say five torches. Something like flint and steel or a tinderbox. A water skin. Very important. What else? Let's see. Oh, rope. Rope. Gotta have rope, fifty foot of rope. It doesn't have to be the best silk rope. It can just be hemp rope. But you gotta, they gotta have rope. I usually throw in a week's worth of rations in there. So there's your food taken care of. You can start a fire. And so sometimes you add a little doodads. Like I saw one with a small iron pot in there. And those are kind of the basics of what every adventurer needs. If I'm playing and I get that, I will always buy like a couple of spare sacks just in case and throw them in my backpack. Also, you can also like customize these things like the article did where you've got a wizard's pack which comes with a blank spell book, a small blank spell book, some ink and a, and a feather and a quill pen. And that could be, you can, and that's the kind of, those are the kind of things you can spread over other packs if you're going to specialize it. Say you have an explorer's pack with that in there too, for people who like to do the old flora and fauna sketching and writing about things, that a Scrivener's pack or a Scribe's pack or whatever you go. Uh, a, a cleric's pack would have, uh, I put like a vial of holy water in there, a, a, a symbol of their faith, a holy symbol that's already been blessed, and a chat book for prayers, things like that, a prayer book. Fighters are pretty simple. You know, you do those. And you can make these different different packs, which is really nice because it's just like, here's pack A, pack B, pack C, pick one. In fact, I've seen early D&D modules I think at least one of them gives you adventuring packs to pick from that you can use. So 
it's not like it's a new idea, but it's out there. And you ought to think about, I would think about making adventurous packs. If I don't, you know, take it from the article or take it from somewhere else, I would think about making my own adventurous packs or adventure. Sometimes if you have specific things in, in your specific world, you want to kind of tailor them to your world. And also, if you're going to give them out, or even if they're inexpensive and they still have some gold, they want, want to get a few things on top of it. But it makes it faster. You know, adventures back plus one, two, three items. Let's go. Because I know I never, if I take an adventuring pack, I don't, I take the pack, but there's always a couple of things I want. Like the five torches, I usually just carry them around and I'll go buy a lantern and oil. Because that's a double service right there. You got oil for the lantern and you can throw the damn stuff and, you know, do that too. It's also a weapon. But I like oil because also the the lantern lasts longer in a dungeon. And that's really important. If you only got five torches and you're at a mega dungeon, you better have something that's going to throw more light for longer than the regular torch. Because you can't rely on finding things to make torches in a dungeon. If you're lucky, maybe a few bo skeleton bones wrapped with cloth and covered in, I don't know, you'd have oil. I'd buy a couple of oil flasks anyway, even if I didn't have a, didn't have a lantern. And, you know, you could make that, those, those kind of makeshift torches, but you can't rely on that. So you got to have stuff you rely on. I also, if I can, I also, with my rope, I get a grappling hook. That's come in so handy before. So handy. And if I'm playing a dwarf, or even my, well, mostly when I'm playing a dwarf, because I got this idea from Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay First Edition. I like Dwarven Engineers. You know why? They used to get extra stuff in their pack. Now, I can probably jerry-rig that for D&D. &D. In other words, if they are like an engineer or any kind of worker or things like that, they will have a couple of picks, chisels, a hammer, a th those kind of things that come in really handy, pikes to pike a door closed. I'd put that in like a dwarven pack if you're playing racist class, or even if you're not playing racist class, that would be in one of my packs. Because not only do you have these tools to work with, that you can actually like chisel stuff, you know, chisel stuff away or anything like that, or prop doors, but they're makeshift weapons too. You lose your weapons, I start throwing stuff like like pikes and chisels and you know anything, anything to get to 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 win the fight or get away from the monster or whatever. So think about the packs to use for your equipment. If you guys got any things you use in a game, let me know. Uh, drop me a voicemail here on Anchor. And you can also send me an email at oldmangrognard at gmail.com. Don't forget, we're monetized now. So if you want to go to the Anchor site and drop me a couple bucks, it would be appreciated. And, uh, oh boy, would it appreciate it. <laughs> it would be, it'd be nice to do some improvements on all my stuff. But anyway, I hope you folks have a great day. And until we meet again, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. <laughs>